Welcome to About the Winelands. In this show, we will be chatting to leaders, influencers, wine producers, restaurants, and other role players. Tune in every week for our latest episode. You will find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Welcome back to About the Winelands. Today I'm speaking to Lucas Wenzel. Uh, Lucas is the winemaker at Groote Post. Uh, good morning, Lucas, and welcome to About the Winelands. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for the for the invite. We really it's really special, and thanks for choosing us. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking um, the time out of your busy schedule. Um, you know, it's uh, I know everyone is extremely busy at this stage, um, so that, that that's very nice of you. Lucas, oh, pleasure. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and um, how you became involved in the wine industry? Yeah, I grew up in Cape Town. Everything, uh, and then uh, after school, I went to the army. I was still one of the guys that went to the army. And after that, I uh, worked a little bit and then went to study uh, agriculture. And then later on, it became uh, winemaking at Elsenburg Agricultural College. I, I've... Um, Finished there in 97, 98, I started working at Lamotte Wine Estate as assistant to Jacques Borman. And uh, 2001, I started, my, I, started my first, I started my first vintage, and I'm here since then. You know, 19 vintages. That's me okay. in the whole package. So you've basically been at Grotepost since the beginning, right? Since, uh, yeah, it was, uh, there was, uh, uh, Artie Bardenos was here for, I think, for a small period, and also... Uh, another winemaker, and then I joined, and I've never left since. <laughs> so they can't get rid of me. Uh, Amazing. So tell me, Lucas, I mean, um, Grotepos has an um, um, interesting history as a farm, but also as a winery. Can you tell us a little bit of um, that history? Yeah, it's actually a very rich um, uh, agricultural history. And uh, because of what happened in the Cape um, in the early 1800s, I mean, this whole area was known as the or a big part of it was known as the, the Groene Kloof. And that was mainly to supply fresh produce to, to, the, um, to the passing ships and also to Cape Town. Um, it was very good for vegetable farming, also for oats. And then, um, so yeah, so it's got a rich uh, history because you talk about um, um, wheat farming and you talk about the first marinos to the Cape came here. And because this was so, well, very good for, for cattle. They had to put up later on because of cattle theft, um, they had to put up posts to protect the farmers and against this, this raids. And one of them was the Grote Post, the biggest one, obviously, the Grote Post, and that's what it means, Grote Post. So, and um, I'm sitting in a old fort that was uh, with the Pinks family in the 98, uh, 98 uh, rebuilt to a winery and uh, that is um, was part of the protection so a lot of soldiers stayed here but it's got a very rich history the governor of Cape Town Lord Charles Somerset he used Grote Post as his, he called it his hunting box um, where he came to hunt um, his, oh, not hunting box his uh, shooting box and uh, and he liked, um, and also a well-known person, Hildegard Duckett, which was one of the first um, uh, real uh, 
foodies of Cape Town, let me put it this way. I mean, she was way uh, advanced for her time, um, the way she, she approached things. So yeah, it's got a rich history out of agriculture. And I think wine was always part of it because um, they always would have to have a little bit of uh, wine around uh, to, to, to give to the, the soldiers and also the workers. And, um, but if you look at the, for the post, we only really started making wine or planting vineyards uh, in 1993 um, after everything opened up. You know, it was before that was really restricted. And um, 98, the, uh, the winery was built. 99, the first wines was made. And like I said, since then, I mean, we started off with three or four wines. Where we are now, we've got 13, 14 wines that we've we, we put out into the market. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a history of Grote Post. Grote Post is known as a mixed farming area with uh, mostly wheat um, producing area. And um, do you guys, um, uh, still farm with other things or um, besides wine? Yeah, well, it's still something else. We're still a mixed farming uh, setup. Uh, wheat farming, uh, these uh, meat merino, I think it's around about now with all the lamb, after lambing, it's about three and a half thousand um, head. Um, red and black Angus, I think it's about 250 head. Uh, I'm, I'm not always certain with that because I don't work with that, but it's, it's a mixed farming, yeah. That makes it very interesting for people um, to visit. Um, what can you tell us a little bit more about all the things to see and um, do at Grote Post? Yes, yeah, definitely. And, and uh, one thing you can add to that is also we've, where the winery is, is inside a, a game farm as well, you know, so you can see some antelope and also we've got two giraffes as well, but it's always fantastic for the people to see the, the, the sheep and the, ca and, and the cattle, you know, it's, 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 it's got to the real farm feel to it, um, which, which makes it really worthwhile to come out. And especially this time with the uh, this time of the year with the flowers as well. What uh, do the flowers look like this year? Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. I must say, I think it's going to be good because we've had good rain and, and we're going to have continuous rain, it seems like. Um, hopefully it goes into September. And if you get very good rain, say, till in middle of uh, September, then the flowers is just going to be beautiful. It's probably going to run into November as well. Can you tell us a bit more about the wines that you produce um, and also um, about your winemaking philosophy? Yeah, it's actually interesting is when you look at the philosophy, I think uh, overall, it's always difficult to think about one philosophy because when you do make a lot of different wines, I think in a way there's a philosophy for every, everyone, every single wine that you make. Um, but over, overall is, is my philosophy is that you, you need to, to uh, give attention to detail. Um, in anything you do um, and that starts in the vineyard and the plantings the vineyards and everything you do so so yeah we we've got about 13 wines of which the method cup classic brut rosé has been part of this since 2003 um, and we and we are going to add another we're going to add a brut towards the end of the year as well and then we've got a pinot noir rosé chenin blanc got the two old man's white and red um, unwooded Chardonnay and a, and a Kapok Chardonnay, Riesling, Merlot, Shiraz. And what we've added now is, is, a, is a, 
slightly wooded sea, uh, Sauvignon Blanc called Sea Salter and a Shiraz Sinsaw blend called the Salt of the Earth that we've added to our range. So it's a little bit of an upmarket. We call it our salty range. When and why did you start um, or decide um, to make MCC? Yes, very interesting is that initially when we made our first uh, bubbly, it was, um, it was made of Merlot. And, uh, and I had to convince, I mean, first of all, to make bubbly MCC for that matter, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money. You know, it's not easy. And on the other hand, <clears throat> I wanted to, our Merlot grapes was very clustered. And um, to produce a good Merlot, you need to open up the canopy. So that was a good opportunity to convince uh, Peter and Nick to and say to them, listen here, I'm not, I'm not just only going to cut off the bunches, I'm going to use it for making bubbly. And that's how we all started in 2003 with our first bubbly. Uh, it was more for fun, you know, just a fun, small volumes. Um, but I was never serious, you know, so, and then obviously people loved it and, and uh, it, was, it was a good talking point. But if you want to go serious into, into bubbly, you need to use your base varietals, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, that we had on the farm already. So, mm -hmm. so moved into that direction and we've, now we're just making Merlot on its own, you know, not using it for bubbly anymore. Do you follow traditional methods making MCC? Yeah, it's very traditional. No, it's very traditional, very basic, very making sure that you're, um, you know, the whole process from starting, because we're sitting with fantastic uh, grapes, small berries, uh, uh, and, it, and it's really um, nice, intense, good acid that we normally get out of the vineyards. I normally use more Chardonnay. Our blend is Chardonnay Pinot Noir. So very traditional uh, way of looking at, I, I harvest at different times, but I, it ends up fermenting together. Um, I make up the blend. Some parts will be diff, uh, separate. And then um, after that, we just get the wine ready for, for bottling as, as, as soon as we can. I mean, um, but very, very basic and very uh, uh, traditional. Okay, that's awesome. So, and, and where are your MCCs mostly sold? Mostly in South Africa, you export as well. MCC is, um, is mainly in, in, in South Africa. We export a slight little bit uh, to, we sold to the Netherlands. I think we're moving a, a few bottles and also to the UK. Uh, that's our biggest market, but mainly, mainly South Africa. Do you think that will change in the future? I think um, obviously the, the competition in that market from um, the Spanish and the Italians, you know, with Prosecco and also of course the French with Champagne is very um, stiff. So um, do you think the, the export markets will grow over time? Obviously, that's, that's now a big question because that's, uh, I think a lot of work needs to be done still. And I think to understand MCC, I mean, your, uh, your overseas people, I mean, uh, it's difficult for them to, probably they don't know the name. So it's going to take a while. But, uh, but then again, I think South Africans are more catching on to MCC. I think it, uh, the, the NCC Association has done a fantastic job in educating people about MCC in South Africa. And I think uh, you could see it in sales. I think it's been one of the better selling wines in the last couple of years in South Africa and the world for that. But uh, I think still work to be done in, in uh, overseas. I've, um, I must say, I think people uh, in overseas understand the, uh, the other products better. But I, 
but I've, but picking up from, from especially from the UK, there's a lot of effort going into that to to buy MCC from 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 South Africa, and 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 people are enjoying it. So I can only see that growing, but I, I think our base will always be for a certain time still to, uh, uh, is 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 locally. Okay. Um, I see September 1 is a Cup Classic day where you guys are using the 1st of September as spring day to also sell some of, of your Cup Classic wines. Um, do you have anything special planned as a celebration for the 1st of September? Yeah, what we're we going to do, we've, we've got these beautiful flowers. So, yeah, yeah we've got a, we've got, we, what we're going to do is we're going to have a, a champagne breakfast. Um, it, it seems like it's going to be at this stage a nice day, open day, a lot of sun. So what we'll do is we'll have a very nice um, champagne breakfast in the flowers um, on on the first of September, which is uh, probably throwing a little bit of oysters as well, if we can get hold of of some, uh, which is going to be great. So it's, we will make a nice photos and uh, with all the flowers. So um, a beautiful uh, occasion. Uh, I think it, we, what we do, what we're mainly going to do is we'll be do it on our own um, as as at the winery and just celebrate this beautiful product that is uh, MCC. So, Lucas, do people, um, 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 if if we want to come for this, uh, do we need to book? Um, yeah, we will. We will let you know. Um, we can. We can. We will put it on our website and 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 uh, get it out there. Um, I think Peter's already working on it, uh, and uh, but they can just go to our website or to our other uh, social medias. It's uh, our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's at Grote Post. That's that at Grote Post. So they can just go and visit that uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and and also off our website www.grotepost.co.za. Yeah. That's awesome. We will put the links down in the description as well. Sure. Yeah, I think um, Peter will send it on to you as well. Yeah. 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 Once, once we have the details, we'll, we'll promote it on our group and on our sites as well. Yeah. Something else. Um, I mean, we've all just come through this lockdown and um, the whole coronavirus. Um, Palava has forced basically everyone to rethink their business models. Um, do you guys have any changes or new ideas in mind? I don't think, uh, I think one thing that, that, that has changed in um, definitely is, is the online direct sales um, from the farm, which is fantastic for us. I mean, it's really great. I think it makes such a huge difference. Uh, so suddenly, most of our sales go directly to the people. You know, we, yesterday, we've done so many deliveries in the last, after the first lockdown and now the second lockdown, the orders is coming in. And I think people are picking up onto that. I think direct sales, at least for the, for the next year, will be very popular. You know, people, because the, the people get good deals from the wineries. They expose to wines that they've never probably would have tried. Um, so it opened the opportunity to show your wine to people, which they probably wouldn't have chosen going to a wine shop. And I think that has opened up a little bit for everybody you know, to expose their wines. Um, and that is an opportunity to work hard on that. And I think your direct sales, online sales, is definitely, from the wineries, is definitely going to grow. Um, but it all depends. If you look at people, how they react now after the in phase two, 
some people don't care anymore. So they just get together and they go to <laughs> restaurants. I mean, I'm on the beaches. But time will tell. People forget quickly. But I think at least for, for, a, for a small period, at least, uh, I think uh, uh, direct sales is definitely going to be there. And the opportunity to, it's almost like a rebirth. So you can, you can come out and, and reinvent yourself. You know? So I think that is, that is the opportunity. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I mean, the whole idea of direct-to-consumer because the, the internet cuts out the middleman. I mean, we've all seen it in, in, in um, Europe and in, especially in America with Amazon. So, um, and, and you know, um, but this also opens another thing in, and that is um, from a winery perspective, if you use distributors or, or traditional sales vehicles, ultimately you don't necessarily talk to the, the end um, consumer yourself. But with a direct to customer, it becomes more and more important to actually get your story out to the, to the actual, you know, the drinker of the wine. How do you guys um, do that? Do you use social media? Do you use? Do you have any, you know, things that you do to actually talk to your customers on a regular basis? Yeah, especially now it's actually because we do that. Uh, our social media. We've got. Uh, we've been talking to Peter Pence Jr. Uh, Nick's son. He, he's joined us since. Uh, I think around about April, and uh, and he's done fantastic work on on the social media. You know, interactions there is much better than we were before, uh, and and that helps a lot. You know, so and what also helps is that even with all all these orders we get in direct orders uh, or the online orders, is that, that we deliver it ourselves. So we actually go to the person's house um, and we deliver that. And I went there yesterday and. And you wow. actually seize the in, and the people appreciate that. You know, for how long we're going to keep on doing that? That's other question. But I think it's very important to do that now, and that makes a difference. And uh, I'm sure you're going to win over that people and say, "Listen, wow, we've seen the people behind the sea, uh, the wine. Um, it's fantastic." So I think those kind of things is important. But interaction, social media, um, definitely in the wine industry, very important. Well, I think you're right. I mean, when, when with direct sales, you know exactly who your customers are. So you can mm. contact them in various ways. You can invite them. You can go visit them. You can talk to them over social media. So it brings the whole um, thing of knowing your customer. It takes it to a next level. And obviously, you know, the more customer interaction you have for any business, it means more sales. So. Yes, definitely. And I, I think going back to what you said, what this COVID has done for us is, is we realize now how more so how important it is because we were restricted in selling wines that how important it is our people is important and then and what is nice about the people is that they support us now, everywhere you go is always thanks for for you now we're trying to help you we want to buy friends of mine overseas they especially went in uh, it's just case in switzerland went to um to the to the wine shop and they're only buying and they told their swiss friends only buy south african wine yeah restrictions and that is amazing you know so uh, there's a loyalty about it i think so yeah i think we've done well enough i'm, I'm really when you look at how, how the people ordered wines now and and uh, thanks south africa you're supporting us and thanks for the wine drinkers really it's great well that is amazing i mean like you say also um people overseas i, I was seeing in our in our facebook group uh, somebody said they actually um were shopping for wine in the uk and there was a couple buying a New Zealand wine. They approached them and said, go put that back on the shelf and go take a South Africa wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why. so that that was amazing. 
Yeah. So Lucas, they can't get us down. They can't get us down. They can't get us down. You've you've had quite a long wine journey. So what's the most important thing you've learned from your wine journey? <laughs> you, uh, the one thing you're never too old to learn, and you're never too old to make mistakes. And I think what the most important thing is to to really um, always try to invent something new, try something new, take still take the risk as you go on because things change. You know, very uh, interesting is that what I've learned is that how people that when I started off, uh, cup, uh, um, uh, Blanc Fumet, Sauvignon Blanc was, was very popular. And in the time I've been making uh, your more fruity styles came out and became very, very, very popular and very, and, and, and that's how the styles change. Um, Chardonnay was more important in 1992. Mm -hmm. Now, so it, those things is to um, to listen to, and uh, and you you need to to make sure because your 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 consumer changes in the period. I mean, I'm talking about a 20 year 23 period of time I've been making wine. So in that time, things have changed, and how people look at wine. And what do they appreciate as wine? You know, so, and you have to adapt to that. And I think that's important. You know, you is to make sure that you're adaptable. And then again, going back to what I said, is that the main and the important thing is to give attention to detail. That's very important. And stick to what you aren't good, what what you're good in. And that is important. Excellent. Uh, Lucas, can you, um, I ask this to everybody, can you give us your very own wine or maybe in this case, the MCC quote? Oh, oh, that's overall, I always say that, you know, when you go to a group of people and, and you open up the, the better wines, um, the problem, you normally, you know what happens, you brag about the wines and then um, my philosophy, I'm going to say it in Afrikaans, you can trust, it's like, there's no and I think that's very, that's very true. You know, as soon as you open a good bottle of wine, it goes so fast. Um, that's but I was not a good wine. That's That's wonderful, Lucas. Lucas, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, I don't, uh, you know, uh, I think people will find this very, very interesting. And um, um, maybe you just want to repeat again how people can get um, hold of you guys if they're looking for you. All right. Um, at the moment, we, we, I just want to say we, we're running a, a special as well. So mm -hmm. on social media, you can get hold of us at, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Grote Post. That's, uh, that's your link. And then also www.grotepost.co.za. That is our website. Um, our telephone line is 022-4922-825. We try to at least within a day or two from the order that to get, get the wines to you. On the 1st of September, we will get it out. People will see that on Facebook is our um, um, uh, champagne breakfast that we have on the farm between the flowers. So that is the, the links and the, and, the, and the platforms that they can get hold of us. Well, that's amazing. And, um, you know, listening to you, if you're really lucky, you might get the winemaker delivering your wine to you in person. Although yes, yeah. <laughs> Keep on ordering. <laughs> Lucas, yeah, it's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, this has really been good. And, um, yeah, good luck with everything. Good luck with uh, Cap Classic Day, the 1st of September. 
and good luck mm -hmm. with the rest of the month. And also, you know, with everything you guys are doing, um, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. And again, thank you very much for choosing us for this uh, exposure. We really appreciate that. And it's, we would love to have uh, people listening and some other people tell your friends to come and visit Post. It's really worth the drive. It's a little bit of a dirt road, but it's amazing. It's, it's, but thank you to you guys and thanks, Will, and, 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 and good luck. Thanks. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for supporting our show. If you would like to get more exposure for your business, please have a look at our sponsorship options. Thanks again for supporting About the Winelands. Please follow us on YouTube and on our social media channels. All details and links are in the description. Thank you.